This is Generation Justice, a multimedia project that trains youth to harness the power of media. I'm Kenya Alonzo. And I'm Jonathan Alonzo. Yesterday was the end of Ramadan, which is observed by Muslims worldwide as a month of fasting to commemorate the first revelation of the Quran to Muhammad. Tonight, we talk to Sahib Zada Muzaffar Uddin Mirza and his granddaughter, Simi Mirza. The two of them will tell us a little bit more about Ramadan and what it means for them. We also have a jam-packed community calendar for you tonight, and we continue with our latest segment, The Resistance Headlines. But first, let's get jazzy. Here's Blue Room by Chet Baker. At this moment in time, there are lots of harmful narratives in our society surrounding Islam. Tonight, we are using this platform here at Generation Justice to honor the month of Ramadan and the beauty of the holiday. Now, we are going to join one of the elders of our community, Sahib Zara Musfar Idin Mirza, also known as Saab. He was born in India, is Pakistani, and is now living here in Albuquerque at the amazing age of 94. Let's listen to his introduction about what Ramadan is. This is Christina Rodriguez with Generation Justice, and today we are talking about Ramadan. Welcome to Generation Justice. Do you mind introducing yourself to us? My name is Saab Zada Muzaffaruddin. They call me Saab. I am 94 years old. I was educated. I was born in a place in India known as Hyderabad, Dakkan. United States of America opened the gateway for education, for my children, and their welfare, their well-being, their growth, and their prosperity. And I'm proud to say that my children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren are doing a wonderful job. So this is my story. I am enjoying life now. I am a soldier. I am fit. I can walk. But I need some help every now and then. Thank you for sharing your story with me and welcoming me into your home. Tell me more about Ramadan. You know, we have got in Islam five pillars. The first pillar is the unity of God. This is called Vedanya, singleness of God. God does not like anybody to be his partner. He is almighty, omnipotent, omnipresent. The second pillar of Islam is prayer. And the third pillar is zakat, the charity. And the fourth pillar is fasting. And the fifth pillar is hajj, the pilgrimage to Mecca. Ramadan is the month for the Muslims of the whole world. It's known as the holy month. It is obligatory for all Muslims Accept the children at a certain age. You have to be an example because everybody is fasting. You cannot fight. You cannot lie. If one can practice the discipline of fasting, one will have the self-restraint. It requires exercises, spiritual exercises, physical exercises, 
patience, perseverance, dignity in thinking, in respecting, in moving. So all these things are combined. There are three ten days in the month of Ramadan. The first ten days is the maghfirat. That means Allah forgives people. In the second ten days, it is you pray for your long life and prosperity. And in the third phase, you are again begging Allah for your forgiveness, which you know a person does from time to time. Nobody is free of sin. In the end, Ramadan is marked by a celebration, which is Eid. Prior to the prayer, you give a fitra. Fitra as prescribed by the law of that local country or city or township. So you have to pay before you pray. And this fitra is meant for the poor people who cannot afford. So this is the month of Ramadan. I am fasting. I always fasted. Why we do this? People who complete all the five pillars of Islam, they have a place in Jannah. That is the paradise. This life, the present life, is a temporary life. So in the end, I thank you very much for coming in here, listening to me, because very few people talk during Ramadan, because they are fasting, they are reciting the Quran, they are praying, and this is our most precious, these are our most precious days in which we want to be as close to Allah, as close to Muhammad, as close to our religion, as close to the human beings who are suffering day and night. We want to help them and help them a lot. There are two types of service we do. One is the service to God, Second service is to the humanity. Both are equal to us because we are accounted for both these things. Thank you very much. God bless you. Sahib Sada, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. It was very powerful to hear about the significance this month symbolizes to you and the rest of the Muslim community. I never knew much about Ramadan, but I now feel as if I know the meaning of it and understand the dedication for it a lot more. Thank you, Sahib Sada. We'll rejoin our guests after this song. Here's Salam Alaikum by Harris J. You can try to turn off the sun. I'm still gonna shine away, yeah, and tell everyone. We're having some fun today. We can go wherever you wanna and do whatever you like. Let's just have a real good time. Assalamu alaikum. Our next guest is Simi Mirza, one of our amazing staff members at Generation Justice. Simi will be talking about Ramadan's traditions and sharing her beliefs as a Muslim woman. With the latest Islamophobic attacks and policies, it is extremely important now more than ever that we educate each other about what Islam really is and what they stand for. Here's Simi Mirza. This is Christina Rodriguez with Generation Justice, and I'm here with Simi Mirza. Today, we are talking about Ramadan. Welcome to Generation Justice. Thank you, Christina. Can you introduce yourself to us? So my name is Simi Mirza. I am a Muslim New Mexican. I'm an alumni of University of New Mexico, and I'm a staff member at Generation Justice. So tell us more about what Ramadan is. So Ramadan is the ninth month of the Islamic calendar. 
And there are two main significances of this month. The first one is that the Quran was revealed during this month. I'm going to quote a verse from Quran. It's uh, from chapter 2, verse 185, that says, Ramadan is the month in which the Quran was sent down as a guide to mankind and a clear guidance and judgment so that the mankind will distinguish from right and wrong. The second significance of the month of Ramadan is it was made mandatory on Muslims to fast, to commemorate the uh, revelation of Quran. And I'm going to quote another verse from chapter 2 of verse 183 of Quran, where it says that fasting is prescribed to you as it was prescribed to those before you, that you may learn piety and righteousness. So the revelation of Quran is the most important event in Islamic history. And specifically, the night that the Quran was revealed in. The night is called Laylatul Qadr, also known as Night of Power. The Quran calls this night better than a thousand months, and that's because the mercy and the blessings of God is abundant in this night. Uh, forgiveness, people are forgiven, sins are forgiven, prayer and supplications are accepted, destinies are written, and angels are sent down to earth to make this night a blessed and a very peaceful night. Muslims pray and ask for forgiveness from God a lot in the last 10 days of Ramadan. And that's because the night of power is set to lie anytime um, in the last 10 odd nights of this month. The exact date was never revealed in the Quran, and it wasn't mentioned by the Prophet Muhammad as well. So the Muslims search for the night, and in the search, they pray the last 10 nights and ask for as much forgiveness as possible. How long do the prayers last, both in the morning and in the night? Fasting is, is one of the five pillars of Islam. And the second pillar of Islam is prayer, which is of just offering and worshiping God. And so in that, we're supposed to pray. It's obligatory and we're mandated to pray five times a day, typically, regardless of fasting or Ramadan or not. But in Ramadan, we do follow the five mandatory prayers. We try to pray extra, and there's not a time limit or there isn't any, you know, like a mandatory set that you have to pray this much extra in Ramadan. It's really up to the person, whatever you feel spiritually for your well-being and whatever you feel mentally is cleansing you and giving you purity is where whatever you choose to do and however you choose to pray, apart from the five main prayers that you have to offer regardless. And, and what does fasting mean during this time? Fasting is refraining from food and water and refraining from any sinful activities. So Muslims around the world abstain from eating food and drinking water from dawn to dusk and refrain from acts like, you know, lying, cheating, harming anyone, being unkind, and, you know, learning to be patient, and just avoiding anything that could pollute your mind, body, and soul. So Ramadan, therefore, is a time of prayer and recognizing one's own station in life and building a connection with God. It is a time to stock in all our blessings, privileges, and relationships. You know, we lived in a very privileged society and we live a, a fairly privileged lifestyle and you know despite of all nitpicking we live in a free country we have our health we have our family we have our traditions and not everyone has that 
So Ramadan is a time where we are able to appreciate the hardships of others because when the basics of food and drink and everything else is taken away, then it becomes more amplified. And we are encouraged to contribute to the well-being of others for, for humanity, for being generous, being uh, polite and giving, especially in this month because, you know, it helps you cleanse your heart and soul. And I would just say that fasting is an opportunity for us to commit to God and to humanity. It makes us recognize that we are subject to a higher authority and we are responsible for maintaining peace and humanly acts towards humanity. We exhibit to the rules of fasting, and it's simply not philosophical, right? The fast starts at a certain time and it stops at a certain time, and we come together and unite together and, you know, in following that discipline of closing and breaking our fast together, and, you know, it's a time for community to come together where we follow the customs of opening our fast together and making meals together, sitting on the same table together. Friends and family are encouraged and are invited in each other's homes. We try as much as possible to stay together in this month and share our thoughts and our feelings and and, you know, our food together on the same table. And have you always celebrated Ramadan? Yes, I have. Um, Ramadan it becomes mandatory. If you are a healthy adult and you understand the meaning of Ramadan, then it is obligatory and it's mandated on you. And it's exempt for people who are suffering from an illness or people who are traveling or women who are pregnant. But other than that, it's it's mandated and it's something that you should be doing as a as a good Muslim. So I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that ever since it was mandated on me. And what does Ramadan mean to you? To me, Ramadan, I feel like that we gain confidence, you know, as a practice of discipline in our own ability to execute. And it means it is a very spiritual month. So it's a self-controlling and self, you know, restraining time for myself. So for me, it means everything from controlling myself mentally and my anger or making me learn to be patient. And then, you know, it's also very powerful in the way that it's peaceful. And then it brings people together. At the same time, it makes us think about those who do not have the luxuries of life that we do. And so for me, it's an appreciation of having everything that I have and, you know, all the blessings that I have, whether it's relationships, whether it's food, whether it's, you know, anything related to life. So for me, it's a time where I'm very thankful and I can reflect on myself and reflect on the society and really confine and, you know, constrain myself into what if I was in the shoes or in the positions that many of other people are in? So that's my take and my kind of feeling for Ramadan. I feel like there's like a popular narrative that being Muslim is oppressive to women specifically. I don't believe that um, it's really oppression. Um, women have just as much rights. And in Quran, um, God has mentioned men and women side by side multiple times. 
in order to um, let people know that m- women are no less than men. I feel that it's more societal and more cultural when it comes to the obsession of women. It has, I believe it has nothing to um, do with religion. And as far as my knowledge and my readings and my belief um, is concerned, I have never come a- across anything where Islam has oppressed women. In fact, women are are given a very high regard in Islam as, you know, figures of in mother, as sisterly figures, as wives. And so they have given a lot of roles and a lot of responsibilities and a very high regard and respect for each of those roles versus, and it's it's been always in Quran, men and women are in Islam, men and women are always kept side by side and it's always inequality. And there's nothing that I have come across that tells me. And I believe that that is the right thing, that there is no obsession for women. So I would call it more cultural or societal um, implication or kind of pressures that people put on women. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And how does the month of Ramadan end? So the month of Ramadan ends with a three-day holiday celebration, which we call Eid al-Fitr. And it is marked by a special morning prayer. And the day is a form of a spiritual graduation and a chance of permanently implementing the spiritual lessons that you have learned throughout the month of Ramadan. And Muslims come from, you know, around the world dress in their best way that they can they invite you know, friends and family, not just invite, but friends and family visit each other and in, in a sense of uh, community prevails. Thank you so much, Simi, for coming and talking to us about the holy month of Ramadan. Thank you, Christina. I really appreciate you wanting to learn about it. This is Christina Rodriguez with Generation Justice. Thank you, Simi, for being so informative and willing to share your beliefs. I'm thankful that you took the time to discuss and explain the meaning of Ramadan. Thank you so much, Simi, for sharing your amazing and beautiful culture with us. It was so powerful hearing you explain what this month symbolizes to you and your people. Up next, we have Calendar, but before that, we have some more music for you. Here's Sugar Water by Sibel Mato. Let's get back into some music with Crossfire by Steven. He traded his guns for love, but he's caught in the crossfire. And he keeps waking up, but it's not to the sound of birds. The tyranny, the violent streets, the pride of all that we're blessed with. And we can't get enough. Here's Lonely by Yomas.
We've come to the end of another great show. We'd like to thank our guests, Sahib Sada Muzaffar Udin Mirsa and Simi Mirsa for opening your home to us and sharing with us about the significance of Ramadan. Production assistance came from Alicia Hernandez, Christina Rodriguez, Kateri Zuni, and Roberta Rael. And thanks to all of you, our youth producers. We cannot do what we do without you. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all of our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and so much more. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, so be sure to subscribe and rate us. We're also active on social media, so make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Kon Olma Health Foundation, the Albuquerque Community Foundation, and of course, all of you, who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate. I'm Jonathan Alonzo. And I'm Kenya Alonzo. This, this is, is the, the Alonzo's Out! There, does anybody care what I'm feeling? I want it to disappear so nobody can hear me when I'm screaming. Cause I could use a hand sometimes. Mother